0: Well, as we said earlier, it's Pentecost Sunday and today I want to start a whole new message series which I'm really passionate and really excited about. I am the church. This is a series that we can all play a part in. Why? Because you are the church. I am the church. Together, the body of believers, every little gift, every little talent mixed together is the body of Christ that we call The church. So to set up this whole entire series, let's take a look at the screen at a great video. video concludes if we open our eyes and our hearts together we can change the story. What an incredible amazing opportunity we all have to be part of God's story on the planet here and be part of his story or in other words history. We have an opportunity to be part of that. If you're listening to the audio of this message because some people tune into the podcast and listen that way the video just showed a stack of different people's lives who have been transformed because someone reached out to them. And that's what this is all about, us being the church, the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. It's Pentecost Sunday, so we reflect on the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in each and every one of us as believers. And we couldn't be the church without the power of the Holy Spirit. We certainly can't be the church in our own strength. Let's in this season believe for more power, greater influence, a stronger sense of his presence as we dive into this new series together. Because I believe that the Lord is leading us and guiding our church into further expansion. You might say, hang on a minute, Pastor Jeremy, how could we possibly be believing for expansion when we're not even meeting in person? Something is brewing in the Spirit. I don't know if you can sense it, but I can. Something is brewing in, in his church on this planet and we need to harness the power of the Holy Spirit at such an even greater measure. Let's believe for an even greater outpouring and measure of his Holy Spirit in our meetings when we do start gathering back together, uh, In our in our day-to-day activities, everything that we put our hand to. Let's believe for the power of the Holy Spirit at an exponential level that we haven't achieved before i believe that we're going to enter this next phase of continued growth and life change for literally hundreds of people right across the granite belt and i just pray that you can believe for that with me together you know we're not necessarily looking to put up a building although we do want to build a toilet block and we've talked about that uh, and we want to expand our auditorium eventually to allow for the increase that god's going to bring Rather, we're looking to understand that we are the church. That's what I'm talking about. The people, the body of Christ. The church is not a bunch of buildings. Buildings are great because we can meet in them. They serve a purpose and a function, but they are not the church. The church isn't made up of brick and mortar, but rather people like you and me. We are the church. Passionate people. Amen. Passionate people. Everyone say passionate Yes, passionate people who want to make a difference in their generation. That's why we're here, to make a difference. We want to be world shakers. We want to be history makers. We want to be leaders. We want to be pace setters. We want to be influencers. It's a time for all of us, and I mean the church, all of us, to stand up and declare to the granite bell and the rest of the world, I am the church. It's time to start walking in that authority, folks. Let's read what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 to 19. It says this Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven." Jesus is building his church, folks, and we need to get on board the Jesus train. I'm telling you, there's going to be such a ride ahead for the body of Christ in the days, months, years ahead. Things are heating up and uh, Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's a promise. We win. What a great team to be on, knowing that we win. Look what 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says about us being living stones. It says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Christ. God is looking for his people to understand that his church is made up of people filled with purpose. I pray that everyone listening to this today has a revelation that you are filled with purpose. You are filled with passion about reaching more and more people because that's what it's all about in the kingdom of God, reaching more people for Jesus. God always begins with people who hear His call. I hope you're listening today, and I hope you're hearing his call for your life afresh. God begins with people and gets them to imagine a different way of life. He gets them to imagine, to think, what could life be like if I lived this way? He wants to see. He wants us to see like we've never seen before. He wants us to use our imaginations to expand our thinking that we could see in such a way that we've never seen before. To dream new dreams. And to imagine what he can do through them to reach more people. What can he do through them? Whether them, through us to reach more people. You know, I've got something brewing in my spirit that I really want to launch when we're back together. And it's going to be exciting. And it's going to be a kindness revolution that Stanthorpe has never seen before. So get ready for that. It's brewing in the spirit right now. Today's message is called Imagine Count the stars. I want us to imagine, church. I want us to just reimagine what life could be like here in the Granite Belt. Reimagine what life could be like here in Stanthorpe. Reimagine what it would be like if more people would come into the house of God and surrender their lives to Christ. What does that look like? Because if we can imagine it, God can do it through His people. It's time to imagine the future through God's eyes, not our own. We need to stop looking at the future of our town with our own vision and our own strength. And we need to surrender to God's vision for our town. And I'm telling you, he wants many people to come to know him. Imagine means to form a mental picture of something not actually present to the senses. So we can't see it yet, but we can see it as we imagine. We don't see it in the natural, but we can see it in our minds and in the spiritual. See, the power of imagination is the key to releasing greater vision in your life. If you can develop your imagination to dream dreams and see things that you just can't physically comprehend right now, well, that's the business that God's in. He wants to help us achieve stuff that we can't see because if we can achieve things that we can see, well, what do we need God for? We need God to breathe on our imagination to to bring it into vision and to bring it to pass. And God is in the business of doing that when His people surrender to Him. But dream big, imagine big, expand those imaginations, Church. Think bigger for our town. Don't just think, oh, we're just that small little country town down in the south, you know, west of the Queensland region, you know, just above the border. We're you know we're just tiny. No, 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 no. God has a purpose. You know, the universe revolves around Stanthorpe as far as we're concerned because we live here, right? This is our home. This is our town. And we need to believe for even greater things to come to pass in Stanthorpe. Why not? Amen. Why not? Here's our text for this uh, first message in the series. It's the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 to 5. And it's God's covenant with Abraham. He's making his promise to him. And it starts in verse uh, 1 like this. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. What a promise. Wow. Here's the background. Abram was an idol worshiper. You know, when the Lord called him to leave um, the heir of the Chaldeans and began a journey of faith, He became a father of the faith on that journey. And he became a friend of God. He's known as the father of faith. Father Abraham had many sons. That song drives you nuts. But that's what he is, the father of faith. He was a man who followed God by faith and even put his only son on the altar for a sacrifice. A picture of what was to come when God would give up his one and only son. I believe that Abraham is a prophetic picture of what is happening to our church in the midst of the world that we find ourselves in our lives and even our families you know we're we're about to enter into a new dimension of faith that's what i'm declaring today a new dimension of faith favor finances and forward momentum why not let's believe that out of what was meant to be disaster that this covid-19 pandemic that we can come out stronger more blessed, so that we can be a blessing in a greater measure and a greater level to the people of our region. That's why God's put us here at this time in this season to to make a difference to this community. And we're going to do that as we expand our imaginations and trust God. Here's today's message. I want to give you three things that, like Abraham, we need to understand. And the first thing is this. We need to learn to hear God say, Don't be afraid. We need to hear that voice encourage us to not be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, fear keeps people from moving into the next phase. It holds you back. It stops you from launching into whatever it is that God has for you and yours because you're afraid. And so we choose not to move forward. We choose to hide. We choose to, in fact, cower back because of fear. Fear is the antithesis of faith. It stands in the face of faith. Uh, Fear gets in the way. And you've heard me say it a lot throughout this season. We need to be choosing faith over fear. Living a life of faith rather than being dictated to by the fear that the world is projecting right now. Fear is a natural reaction to the unknown. When you don't know what's going on, you're scared. You don't know what to do. Throughout the Bible, you see angels showing up all the time saying, Fear not! Probably because seeing an angel was probably scary. I mean, we picture these lovely little fluffy beings with beautiful wings and an aura around them and maybe a little trumpet or a harp. Uh, But perhaps angels were a little bit more hardcore than that for them to appear and say, fear not. What does the Bible say about fear? I've got a bunch of scriptures. Take them down quickly. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love. And a sound mind, somebody listening to this recording today or watching this live needs to write that verse down and repeat it over your life today until you walk in it. God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind that's going to speak to somebody's circumstance. I just feel it in my spirit right now. Uh, One Corinthians chapter sixteen verse thirteen says, "Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage." be strong not fearful strong in the name of Jesus 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear what was perfect love Jesus Christ demonstrated perfect love Jesus casts out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love if you've encountered Jesus you have every right to declare His name over whatever it is that you're afraid of, and perfect love casts out fear. Amen. Psalm chapter 34, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. The Lord promises to deliver you. Doesn't mean you're never going to sense fear, okay? Life doesn't become perfect when we welcome Jesus into our hearts. But what I can guarantee you is when you declare the name of Jesus over whatever circumstance it is that you're facing, fear goes in the name of Jesus because Jesus will deliver you from your fears. Psalms 27 verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? It's like, what's going to scare me? I've got God on my team. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, the phrase fear not or be not afraid uh, is found over 300 times in the Word of God. Wow. Uh, If it's said more than once, you've got to pay attention to it. 300 times, folks. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. Do not be afraid of what the world projects at you. Because the Bible encourages us to fear not and to not fear. Be afraid. We as believers are at war constantly uh, with either moving in fear or moving in faith. It's a constant battle that we addressed in our last series, the challenge of the mind and and changing our thinking. Here's the point. What can you imagine God doing in our church? What can you see that you physically can't see right now, but what can you imagine in your mind? What can you see him doing in our church? The people that he's going to bring. The people that you've been believing for to surrender their lives for years, can you now see them physically entering our building and surrendering their life for the first time? Or maybe people that have left and gone away from God coming back and recommitting their lives to, to the work of God in this community? You know, what can you imagine God doing in our church? Increasing in every way, building our toilet blocks this year. I can see that. What about expanding our auditorium after we build a whole new deck area for coffee and fellowship? I can see it, church. Can you see it? What can you see? What can you imagine God doing in our church, in your life? What can you see for your life, for your family, for you, your family, your your nation? What can you see God doing in the nation of Australia? How incredible that we have a Christian prime minister. What can you see God doing through our Prime Minister right now, Scott Morrison. And I hope you pray for him, whether you're of that persuasion of, of, of politics or not, whatever side of politics you find yourself on, please pray for our Prime Minister because he needs your prayers. Uh, what can you see? What is your imagination uh, conjuring up that can show that God is incredible, that can show that God is a miracle worker, that can show that God is still at work in our lives today? Three things today that, like Abraham, we need to understand. The first one is, hear God say, don't be afraid. Fear not, because the Spirit of God is upon you. The Holy Spirit is within you. And perfect love casts out fear in Jesus' name. Here's the second thing. God is our protector and our great reward. You know, God is the one that protects us. He looks after us, just like this picture of the the shepherd with the lamb, just nurturing and loving I imagine our heavenly father is just like that, bringing us in close and tight, protecting us and shielding us. You know, God always promises that he will never leave us. And God has declared from the beginning that he orders our steps. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God knows the plans. He's known them from the very beginning. So we've got to trust him and not live in fear but know that he is for us and not against us. He protects us. God is a shield to those that walk uprightly. When you walk with Jesus, he is a shield. You have protection, divine protection. No spear is going to harm you when you walk in the love of Christ. God is a rewarder. You know The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, let's look at that. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Our God is a rewarder to those that walk in faith. You know, Abraham was promised a great reward if he would walk in faith. Here's the point. God is looking to bless and be good uh, to those that seek him. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That's my encouragement to you today. Seek him with all your heart. Even in tragedy, God can still turn around what was made for evil and turn it into good. And we're going to see that as fruit out of this evil pandemic that's hit the land, trying to shut everything down, shutting church buildings down. It's only made us more determined and more stronger uh, to want to gather and see people come to know Jesus in a powerful way. We've got to be convinced that God is a good God. He is a good, good father i don 't know what your experience has been, and you might say to me, "Well, Pastor Jeremy, you don't know what my life has has encountered you don't know the the secrets that I have, the kind of things that having you know challenged me in my life you don't understand despite what you've faced, I want to encourage you that God is good and we've got to believe that He is a rewarder for those that walk upright we've got to believe. That he has a great plan for our lives, even if it doesn't look like it right now. What would you rather believe? Okay, you're in a difficult time. Maybe I don't understand what you're facing. But would you rather believe that something good is going to come from your life? Or would you rather walk down the path of, well, my life is worthless? Because I can tell you which one I want to choose. And God's encouraging us to, to choose the life that has purpose because he has put purpose on you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you before you were born. He's got a great plan for your life, even if it doesn't look like it yet. You know, we must believe that God is wanting us to make a difference. Otherwise, why are we here? Believer or not, what are we here for? Just to take up space in this thing called time? Or do we actually have purpose and destiny dripping out of our lives. And maybe we just haven't discovered it yet. And my prayer is that through this series, you would discover that you are the church and that you have a purpose. And there is a role that you can play to make a difference in someone's life, to bring glory to God. You know what? Even Abraham, he couldn't get it. He was confused. What what did he say? Look around, God. I've got no children. You know, Look, God, I've got no inheritance. I've got no son. Sometimes we tell God things that We think he doesn't know, uh, but God knows all, sees all, understands all. Remember, he knows the plans, Uh, but we sometimes go to him in prayer and we've got to be careful of this and we pray, oh God, you know, I'm facing this challenge and these are the difficulties and these are, God knows it all. He knows what you're facing. You know what? You need to lift up the name of Jesus over those things, not remind God of those things because he knows about them already. But by lifting up the name of Jesus over whatever it is you're facing, you're reminding yourself that Jesus is high and lifted up above all things that would come against you. No name is greater than the name of Jesus. Nothing is higher than him. So whatever it is you're facing, whatever challenge it is, declare Jesus over your circumstance and believe that he will lead you to a position of overcoming. Don't uh, find yourself going to God, telling him things he already knows. Uh, So the first thing Hear God say, don't be afraid. Just like Abraham needed to hear that. We need to hear that too. Don't be afraid. We need to understand that God is our protector and he is our great reward. Here's the last one today. God is the God of the stars. Wow. God took Abraham out. Uh, I don't mean he punched him out. Uh, not, Not that kind of take him out. God took him out of his tent. He removed him from that small vessel that he found himself in and he took him out of his tent because God had to remove Abraham from his limited perspective. Abraham was stuck in his tent and he had small vision and he couldn't see where God was coming from. Abraham could not see very far living in a tent. You know, Picture yourself in a tent. You can't really see past the two, three, four square meters, depending how big your tent is, uh, of the walls of the tent. You know, God took Abraham outside, and I think God wants to take a number of us, in fact, all of us, outside, that we would expand our vision, expand our imagination, and believe for more. The whole point was for God to enlarge Abraham's limited point of view and perception. And there's somebody listening to this today, and God is saying to you, Take the scales off your eyes and look at how big the plan is that I have for you. Stop putting me in a box and and trapping me inside a tent, but come outside and look at the expanse of the universe and realize that I am a big God with big plans for your life. God said, look up to the sky. God wanted Abraham to look into the vastness of the heavens. You know, He wanted Abraham to look at the bigness of God's hand. Here's a big challenge for all of us, myself included, us as a church. I want to live a life under the open skies, looking upwards, not in a tiny tent, confined, and and limiting what God can do in our meetings at church when we gather together, um, in in our activities, in the projects we want to put our hands to, in the people we're believing to to get saved and come to know Jesus. I want to live life under open skies, not in this tiny little dingy shed shed or tent is what I'm trying to say. You know, Do you have tiny tent vision as a challenge for all of us? Or do we have an open skies vision? I want Vineyard Christian Church to begin to embrace the open sky. The sky's the limit. We don't need to minimize our thinking and our imagination because we're stuck in a little tent and we can't see past our little wall. Let's look at the vastness of God's creation. Let's look at the skies and believe for the greatest blessing to come and fill his church, his people, this community. Stanthorpe should be blessed because we are here. And I'm not big noting ourselves. That's not me saying, well, we're better than everyone else. No, 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 no. But because we are here, because we're crying out to God on the town's behalf, the town should be blessed and will be blessed in Jesus' name. Count the stars if you can. Who can count the stars? It's going to take a long time. God tells Abraham to look at the stars. The stars represent people. Count all the stars. You know what? It's impossible. It's impossible to count all the people. God was trying to get Abraham to imagine something so big that it would be beyond comprehension. You know, God's wanting us as a church to believe in something so big that we just don't get it. We just can't picture it, but we've got to trust God that he's going to make it happen because he is for it. Here's the point. Count the stars is all about people. God was not talking about real stars, but He was talking about real people. God's heart is for all the stars, all the people, to come to know him in a powerful way and be part of his family. That's how many people you will have, he says. The stars. Wow. Well, I'm here to declare, Pastor Jeremy of Vineyard Christian Church in Stanthorpe, that we need to begin to imagine like Abraham and see life from God's perspective. We must break out of our tiny tent mentality and begin to see the stars. The sky is the limit for our community, for people to come to know Jesus. All the people you've got to reach and touch, they're within grasp, but we've got to believe for them in Jesus' name. You know, it's time to imagine what God wants to do in and through us. It's time to count the stars, the people all around us, all the ones that God puts into our world for whatever reason, who God wants us to. To reach it 's time to leave our tiny little tent and live under an open sky and that 's how i 'm going to pray for our church in just a moment you know it 's time to believe like never before Ephesians 3:20 now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us can we truly believe for exceedingly abundantly I want to encourage you church. Let's move into that vastness, that open heaven, that open sky. Let's get out of our little tents and let's have a bigger imagination, a bigger vision for what God is wanting to do in and through you, in and through the church in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your church. I thank you, Father God, that you are drawing us out of our tents, Lord, that you are encouraging us to expand our vision. And Lord, I pray for members of our church watching this right now, the Holy Spirit, that you would come and that you would minister powerfully to their hearts right now in their living rooms at home. God, I know it's not the same as being together, but Lord, right now, I believe by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you are doing something significant in our lives, in each and every one of us. So God, we surrender our life to you and we ask that you would come and breathe on us as a church, expand our vision, help us to increase our imagination that we may see you move powerfully in Stanthorpe, the Granite Belt and beyond in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you're listening to this today and you want to be part of the army of God, well, all you've got to do is surrender your life to Jesus uh, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I'm calling on people today watching this that maybe have never surrendered their life to Jesus before. Or perhaps you've surrendered your life and you just feel, you know what, now's the time for me to really draw a line in the sand and commit my life like I never have before to living and serving Jesus Christ, hey, you're not joining our church, you're joining the kingdom. Of heaven, But if we can play a role in your journey, that's what we're here for. So I want to encourage people today, listening to this message, encouraged by what I've shared, perhaps even stirred the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart and inviting you to come and surrender your life to Jesus Christ today because perhaps you've lived a life where you've tried to do it in your own strength, you've tried to achieve, you've tried every which way to do things uh, in your own power, that you've failed every time. Well, you know what? There's a God in heaven that loves you despite your failures, despite your mistakes, the things that you've done wrong. And he wants to welcome you into the kingdom of heaven today. And you can simply do that by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart, surrendering your life To Jesus, So I'm going to invite you to say a prayer. But before I do, why don't you say in the comments, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. So click on uh, the raise hand button and let us know that you are surrendering your life. You can connect with our church through that link if you choose to. And we can help you on your journey. But right now, in this moment, let's pray together. Would you just close your eyes? And church, let's say this together, everybody uh, with one voice. Dear Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess that you are my Lord and I thank you that you rescue me from my past and my failures. Thank you that you forgive me for everything that I've ever done wrong. I now choose to live my life for you and I declare that you are my Lord And you are my saviour. I now am a Christian. And I choose to live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've said that for the first time, please click on raise hand, connect with us. We want to encourage you with your journey. We're so excited that you've made that decision. Hey, this Pentecost Sunday, may the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, protect you, give you wisdom. May his presence reside in your hearts and in your homes. And may you be blessed this week in Jesus' name. We're closing our Vineyard Live service right now, but it continues on in our Zoom foyer. You can join us. The link is in the chat. We'd love for you to join us and just say hello. It doesn't have to be for long. We'd love to pray for you in that time if you'd like us to. Uh, If you're not joining us in the Zoom foyer, have a fantastic week. And we look forward to seeing you on Vineyard Live next Sunday.